You're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I'm a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or you finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. If you or someone you know needs support, contact the ADHD Foundation on 1300 393919 or contact Lifeline on 131114. Hello everyone! I chucked up a poll on my Instagram last week with a few options uh, for episodes for you guys and everyone pretty much voted for this one. So today we're talking about ADHD. Now this is definitely quite a hot topic at the moment with a lot of people being tested for ADHD in Australia or I guess some people claiming that they have it through TikTok videos. Today I'm going to go through some facts about ADHD and how it can affect people. I do need to say here too that these facts are very general. So remembering that a lot of these uh, disorders are very, very individual um, and there is a long way to go when it comes to research for ADHD and particularly how it affects women and girls. So it's just good to keep that in mind as we sift through the information here. I also just want to add in that I guess some of this info can make it sound quite negative, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And I just want to relay that the underlying message here is that people with ADHD are, of course, able to live fulfilling, amazing and successful lives. It is just super important to understand how ADHD might affect a person and therefore be able to implement strategies in order to help manage certain symptoms. Now, another quick little update before I start. I want to apologize for my voice this morning. I uh, am feeling a little bit COVID-y today, which I have done a few rapids. They've all been negative. My throat is just feeling a little bit funny. I've got a blocked nose. I think everyone's just coming down with stuff as we go through the changes here in Melbourne of the seasons. It's been quite cold. So please just bear with me on that. I also just wanted to say I know that I haven't been super consistent with my episodes since I started teaching and I've now decided I'll be putting up an episode every second Monday. So that'll be two per month and it will of course be a mix of interview episodes and solo episodes as well. That is super exciting. I was originally going to try and do once a week but I just don't think that's sustainable. Now this one I think I'm going to put out on Tuesday so I know that's uh, not really following that Monday thing but from this episode it'll be every second Monday. Also, if you are enjoying these episodes, I would love some support for the show. So a follow or a review would help me out so much. And thank you, as always, for listening to these episodes. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Uh, We'll start with what actually is ADHD. So ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. So it's quite a mouthful. That's why we just call it ADHD for short. Now, according to ADHD Australia, it is a complex neurodevelopmental disorder which can affect a person's ability to exert age-appropriate self-control. Now, this can be characterized by persistent patterns of impulsive, 
obsessive, inattentive, and sometimes hyperactive behaviors. People with ADHD may also have trouble regulating their emotions. Uh, This can interfere with a person's schooling, friendships, or family life. Now, this is because people with ADHD sometimes have little control over the behaviors as they stem from that underlying neurological difference. This means that a person with ADHD might have problems with the ability to recall information, to plan, to problem solve, to self-reflect, or to self-soothe, oh, a bit of a tongue twister there, uh, you know, if they feel overwhelmed or anything like that. Now, according to Health Direct, around one in every 20 Australians have ADHD. So it is fairly common and it also does not discriminate. It affects males and females of all IQ levels from all socioeconomic backgrounds and cultural backgrounds as well. Now, once again, according to ADHD Australia, it is currently underdiagnosed for girls and in the adult population. There are actually three types of ADHD. So the first one is inattentive ADHD. And this means that a person is easily distractible or inattentive, but isn't necessarily hyperactive or impulsive. The second is hyperactive or impulsive ADHD. So this means that a person has symptoms of impulsivity and hyperactivity. So that means that they might have a a lot of energy. They might act on things really quickly without really thinking about it, things like that. And the third is a combined ADHD. So this means that a person has a mixture of both of those symptoms. So that includes the hyperactivity, the inattention and the impulsivity. So of course, being that there's three different types of ADHD, that means that there's going to be different symptoms. So the first one is inattentive ADHD and some inattentive symptoms are things like not paying attention to detail or struggling with mistakes in schoolwork, a difficulty with focus, particularly in class, during conversations or when reading as well, avoiding tasks that take continuous mental effort, not following through. Now, this could be with instructions or tasks in general, having difficulty with organizing tasks, activities, or time. So often being late or not on time to things, being easily distracted, daydreaming a lot, misplacing things, or forgetting appointments or other everyday tasks. Some hyperactive or impulsive symptoms include fidgeting, tapping of objects or legs, or moving around a lot. Uh, You might notice a person with ADHD in this way might run around when it's not appropriate. So for example, in a classroom sense, this might be a student leaving their seat a lot and not really being able to sit still or, you know, listen to uh, verbal instruction only non-stop talking, interrupting conversations or activities, maybe blurting out answers uh, or making random noises, seeking stimulation, so not being able to handle boredom. And lastly, uh, partaking in more risky behaviors potentially. Now, of course, when we're talking about combined, so that third uh, kind of type of ADHD, uh, that would be all of these symptoms together. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have every single symptom. I think that's really important to note. And I think that through my reading has been something that was really highlighted when we're talking about ADHD in women and girls. 
I think when people originally think of ADHD, they do just straight away think of that hyperactive, impulsive kind of behavior. And it doesn't necessarily, of course, always show like that because we've got that other kind, which is just those inattentive symptoms. And I'm not saying that women and girls maybe experience inattentive symptoms more, but it is important to recognize that it's not always necessarily going to be that person that is really up and about or really doing things really dramatically or, you know, fidgeting or running around. Um, The symptoms can show in a lot more of a subtle way and you're not necessarily going to have all of them. So that's just important to note as well. Now, reading all of this stuff and thinking from a teacher's perspective, it would just be so hard to learn with all of this going on. And it's important to recognize that children with ADHD are not naughty. I think, again, that's something that has been uh, a bit of a assumption over time is that ADHD kids are just kids that are naughty. And that's just not true. According to ADHD Australia, there is no evidence that ADHD is also caused by poor parenting or too much sugar, you know, too much TV or stress or trauma. So it's really important to remove these kind of preconceived ideas in order to fully understand ADHD, particularly if, you know, you're a teacher or you're a parent or, I mean, anyone, but if you're working with children in that way, it's super important. So now we're going to talk about some of the causes of ADHD. So I just talked about things that do not cause ADHD, but what can? ADHD is a highly heritable disorder. So this means that it can be passed down through your genetics. Now that is the main way that people would get ADHD, but there are also some environmental factors that may also contribute to the development of ADHD. And these things include smoking and drinking during pregnancy, uh, premature birth, and also low birth weight. It has also been thought that lack of early attachment may also be a factor. So this means that maybe a child who did not bond with a parent or a caregiver as a baby. So moving on now to a very important part, how is ADHD actually diagnosed? Now, there is very clear criteria used to diagnose this neurological disorder. So if someone has six or more symptoms that we touched on before for more than six months and it interferes with their everyday life across multiple settings, so this could be work, school, home, childcare, list goes on. Uh, they may be diagnosed with ADHD. So if you, of course, suspect that you or your child have ADHD, you should make an appointment with your GP first. They will then carry out an initial assessment and then give you a referral to a specialist who can actually diagnose the disorder. So this is someone like a psychiatrist. Now, as I touched on at the start of this episode, we have seen a massive trend on TikTok and places like that um, on social media where people are uh, posting these videos saying you might have ADHD if you do this or or that or whatever. Now, some of these symptoms are very normal for human beings. So it's really important that you don't diagnose yourself with a disorder like this. It is easy, I guess, to look at these videos and be like, oh my gosh, you know, I do everything that video said. Maybe I've got ADHD. And look, maybe if it is a genuine concern, really important that you do go get it checked out, um, which I will touch on in a minute. Um, But a lot of these things, as I said, could be super common or general signs of boredom or stress. So going and getting diagnosed properly is really, really important. But 
Never ever think that, you know, you can't do something or, you know, using it as maybe a bit of an excuse if you're not diagnosed because of ADHD. I have definitely heard people say these things before, you know, oh, I just can't sit still and do my work because I might have ADHD. And fair enough, if you're, um, you know, genuinely concerned about it and maybe you are struggling with it, but it shouldn't be talked about in that way because I guess then if someone hears you saying that and they do have ADHD, what's going on in their mind potentially is, oh, that means that I am not capable of doing things and that's pretty harmful and not a great way, you know, to be thinking. So we see this talked about a bit as well, you know, saying something or saying that you have something you may not is just not a great thing to do. It can, ADHD, can cause significant functional disability for some people. So it is really serious in a lot of cases, you know, and especially when appropriate intervention is left out of it. So just be really mindful when, you know, people can be quite blasé about this. Uh, back in, you know, back in my day, <laughs> like a few years ago, I guess we also heard a lot of people say, you know, oh my God, I'm a clean freak. I have OCD. Again, it's not a nice thing to be saying because it is a serious disorder and it's, it is legitimate for people and it does really, really affect people in their everyday lives. So just wanted to put that in there just because of everything that's going on on TikTok and on online. And, you know, people, a lot of people are getting diagnosed for ADHD. And as we talked about, it is definitely underdiagnosed for certain population groups, but just being mindful of the way that you're talking about it and making sure that if you do genuinely think this is something that you may be experiencing, go to your GP, talk to your parents about it, talk to the people around you. Um, There are a lot of books or resources online, making sure that you find uh, people that are reputable and you're not just going on TikTok and taking it from there. Because most of the time, these people are probably just using anecdotal evidence and they're not actually uh, anyone capable of diagnosing anyone else with ADHD. And I know we all know it, but not everything on the internet has to be a fact. Just remember that. (laughs) So moving on now to how is ADHD actually treated? So again, very individual sometimes. Treatment definitely depends on the specific needs of the person involved. So this can also involve many, many health professionals. This could be a doctor, psychiatrist, a psychologist, a pediatrician for children, of course, Uh, parents and even teachers are often actively involved as well. And that's, you know, if you're at school and you require an IEP or an individual education plan, super important to get that going with your school too. That will be available at every school in Australia. Now, according to ADHD Australia, um, the first step for children in particular is ensuring that the child has a good routine. So this is about practicing building their social skills and kind of removing those distractions and triggers in the classroom or at home or wherever possible. Now, the second thing that you would look at is medication if it's necessary. So uh, ADHD is treated with stimulant medication that can reduce that hyperactivity and that impulsivity. The main drug uh, in Australia that's prescribed is dexamphetamine or people call them dexies as well. Now, this is, as I said, the most common, also has small side effects like loss of appetite or difficulty sleeping, but generally uh, there's not too many side effects and it's pretty successful in treating ADHD. In addition to this, behavior therapy is also something that may help a person build strategies and skills for learning to control their behavior. And this might be something uh, super important, not only for children, but for adults as well. So I touched on before about how, uh, I guess, 
a bit debilitating this can be for people if it's not appropriately managed um, and how it can actually really, really affect social lives, family life, of course, school and education life as well. So what are some of the risks of undiagnosed or poorly treated ADHD? Now, these are just some of the things. So uh, they may struggle to learn or achieve academically, struggle to behave properly in social situations, maybe find it hard to meet school or workplace expectations, struggle to maintain friendships, more likely to potentially develop antisocial behavior. This is things like anxiety and depression or alcohol and substance abuse. Also potentially more likely to develop eating disorders. And as I said, this is why proper assessment is necessary when diagnosing this disorder. Just want to touch on here as well, it's super important to highlight the strengths of those with ADHD too. Now, research from ADHD Australia suggests people with ADHD are often super curious, creative, imaginative, innovative, inventive, and really great at thinking outside the box. So I just want to finish that there with something that's more positive because reading a lot of this information, you know, it is great to make sure that this is taken seriously, but I just want to point out that it doesn't mean, you know, if you are diagnosed with ADHD, I guess particularly as an adult, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you're going to need to implement a few different strategies in order to maybe get things done or in order to, as I said at the start, control certain symptoms or help you with certain symptoms. Now, of course, if you need more information or support or you just have questions about this, please go visit your doctor. You could also visit your local healthcare center, a psychologist, a school counselor, or a pediatrician. Uh, A really great website with a lot of resources is adhdaustralia.org.au. I will link that in the show notes as well. Or you can contact the ADHD Foundation helpline on 1300 39 3919. That is all for today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode on ADHD and you felt like you learned something, please hit that follow button. I am also on Instagram at the health classes you missed or TikTok at THCYM underscore podcast. I hope you feel more informed about ADHD and what it actually is. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe and I'll be back in your ears very soon. See you later. 